this edition of Spotlight. My name is Chelsea. And I'm Rogan. If this is your first time checking out Spotlight, this is an offshoot of the Prognose podcast where we chat with some incredible artists and musicians in the progressive rock scene. Thank you for joining us today and thank you all to the Prognotes patrons for helping these episodes happen. Check out what the benefits are of becoming a patron at patreon.com prognotes. Today's special guests are Shelby and Joey of Kairos, the masterminds behind Recover. Glad to have you on, Shelby and Joey. Hello. Hello. Good to be here. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves in alphabetical order? <laughs> <laughs> so by last, I guess that's me first. Um, <laughs> yeah. My name is Joey Frivola. I play guitars in Kairos. Uh, I live in Los Angeles, do film composing on the side. That's my life. Ooh, film composing. Yeah. I want to hear about Uh, that. And I am Shelby. I am the lead vocalist and keys player in Kairos. And I live in London, England. And I'm also an audio engineer on the side. Oh, nice. Ooh, audio engineering. I want to hear about that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can get into questions a little bit then, unless you want to go into a little bit more in depth about film composing and, and <laughs> audio engineering right off the bat. Uh, questions are good. Yeah, I don't All mind. Right. I'm, I'm happy to go with the flow. So, uh, regarding Recover, there are a lot of interesting choices on this album. Like, I would never have thought to put Genesis and Sorted Pink in the same sort of <laughs> selection of songs. Uh, how did you come up with this set list? Oh, I... <sighs> Go, go ahead, Joey. Go ahead. Oh, well, our process was basically we long listed a bunch of songs toward the beginning when this was kind of a, at the beginning of our ideas for it. Everyone put forward five or six of their songs that they would like to do. And from there, we whittled it down to songs that we thought we could kind of put an interesting spin on. It wasn't necessarily the songs that we liked the most out of those. It was just ones that we had ideas for. Because, you know, so, mm-hmm. there's no point in making a whole new recording of something if you're just going to copy it identically. So. Yeah, I think like this this album really highlights just the 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 spanning differences in all of our influences. You know, we've got people in the band who are into the heavier stuff, we've got people in the band who are into more of the poppy kind of synth orientated stuff, and I feel like this was a chance for us to really show that and show how we bring all of that together in in the music that we write. Yeah, I noticed that with like even having Devin Townsend, like, <laughs> I don't think I've seen a whole lot of, of covers of anything by by him, because he's just so out there and, <laughs> and unique. He's a singular <laughs> musical voice, to be sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think um, it's, again, we, 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 we knew from the very beginning that there was going to be no restriction, you know, why, why not do Devin Townsend? Why not do Kevin Gilbert and... Um, and, and his giraffe project, you know, why why not throw it all on the same thing? It just, uh, we've never really been afraid of showing off how our influences have affected us. And we, we certainly aren't afraid of wearing our influences on our sleeves, right? So this is kind of taking it a step further and saying, why not? Let's just, let's just throw it all on one, one big thing as an homage, show how much we love these tracks and these artists and Let's go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really interesting too, like, it, because again, going back to like having Genesis and Sorted Pink on the same album, like, the, the, it's <laughs> still, 
uh, like you, you created it so that it had like such a flow into the next song that nothing felt really out of place in there. That's Robin's doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robin is basically he's in charge of uh, of set lists. He's in charge of track listings and just like anything that is to do with orders and lists. <laughs> he's he the just, master. He of loves that. his lists. He's the master of lists. <laughs> <laughs> he's the uh, the executive list manager. Yeah, and um, <laughs> that's his official title in the band. That's his and drummer. <laughs> yeah. Drummer is his official and, title. Yep, and drummer. <laughs> should be uh, executive list officer and then he can be yes. ELO and then <laughs> he can do yeah <laughs> yes exactly there you go yeah oh missed opportunity um yeah so that that's just yeah Robin had a good time piecing together a good order for this that's funny that you say that because we just talked to Einar Solberg mm. from Lepris uh and he was saying that he's like much the opposite that he just they just kind of work with the flow and but that he understands there are that there are people who like plan it down to the like most minute detail and and that <laughs> sounds a lot like robin <laughs> yeah he's pretty meticulous like he he does all of our set lists as well and we we kind of reached that decision pretty much early on from day one he just kind of put his his foot out and said yeah, can, just, I, can I can I do this? <laughs> right. he, he just like cares about it the most, I think, is really what it yeah. comes down to. We're all pretty easy about that stuff. And then he has really definite ideas about it. And it's like, unless we have a big disagreement for a, a specific reason, it's like, why not? Just, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll do it. Yeah. He definitely puts a, a lot of thought into it as well. So it's kind of like, OK, Good. fair enough. Yeah. You, it's so helpful to have it. a person like that on your team. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And he also goes a step further and updates all of our like setlist FM inputs as well. So mm. all of our gigs, like every gig that we've ever done, is up on setlist FM with the correct setlist. So it's all it's all there. Wow. Yep. That's in depth. Well, speaking of working with teams and people on your team, well, this is a bad segue. I got to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> What was uh, what was working with artists from the bands you were covering like? I'd ask you who your favorite to work with was, but I want to start any fights. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. I think the, the the hmm the biggest one for me, at least personally, was um, getting to work with John Mitchell from Frost because like mm. Frost was a massive like influence on me growing up, and they shaped me in terms of how I approach writing music, how I approach synths, and the fact that we're now like in in that kind of world and we're on Frost's radar and they know of us and stuff, it's kind of like that already is just like, okay, I kind of have to pinch myself. Like just the other week actually I would I met up with Jem from Frost and he sold me a synth. And like if I told little 14-year-old me that that would happen I just, I don't know what I would say. I would absolutely lose my mind. <laughs> so being able to like speak to some of these artists, you know, like Ray and being able to collaborate with people like Andy from ILO, it's been a really like fun experience to kind of accentuate the whole process and, and really add to it. Yeah, I was looking at the list of artists that you worked with on the album and I was, I have to say I was jealous. I was like, no, no way. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, 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 the the connection that we had with John helped as well because he owns 
um, well, he part owns the label that we're on. So there was already that nice handy connection. The fact that he already knew of us before we were going to do the cover <laughs> um, definitely helped. He still uh, did it though, and that thank you for that, John. Yes, indeed, yeah, thank you for that, John. Yeah, he, he really didn't have to. So he he went above and beyond, and we will be forever grateful. And that goes that goes with everyone else that we collaborated with as well. Ray, especially, I know is a is a busy guy, you know, uh, the drummer in Haken. So he he certainly didn't have to step in and, and help us out with the with our cover of the Good Doctor, but he very much went above and beyond. And I remember it being a very very hot summer as well. And he just went for it. <laughs> on his electric kit. On his electric banging kit. Banging away. Playing a yep. song perfectly, which makes sense. It's his song, but... <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just... Yeah. You saying it was a hot summer gave me this visual of him, like, drumming away in, like, a AC basement, but everything outside is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it this really... like that, that summer. It really yeah. did. In Canada, we actually had some fires, so... <laughs> mm. I'm sure we did too. Yeah. Mm, yes. <laughs> they blur together. I am a huge Rush fan, so nice. uh, I kind of wanted to dive into uh, your cover of "Where's My Thing" mm -hmm. on on this album. Uh, what prompted you to like rework some of the major elements in that song? Like, for example, uh, you have like the Neil Peart inspired drum solo that only really happened in like live concerts and then there's like the extended intro and stuff what went into mm. uh creating those there's a whole story behind this <laughs> uh, well this is once again a robin project robin really wanted to do this song that we had a gig scheduled for uh last march that the pandemic completely squashed and obviously this was after neil's passing so we wanted to do a tribute and this is the song Robin really wanted to do. So he arranged this whole thing and then it never happened. So when we started to do this cover project, obviously we just moved it to that and we recorded it for real. Yeah, it felt natural, especially because of the arrangement of it. You know, it's got such a synth um, capable backing. You know, there's lots of bell sounds in it that, that lend itself to being Kairosized. And um, we had a lot of fun with it. And... I remember Robin actually put together, he demoed up his own little arrangement of it, where he stitched together multiple versions, like live versions and the studio version, to make this kind of Frankenstein version of Where's My Thing? And it was from that that we then demoed our own version based on that Frankenstein version. And um, that eventually came became what is on the Recover album now. And... Uh, yeah, it's it's just we we knew that just like um, just like other tracks on the Recover album, we knew that it had the potential to sound massive, but because of the technological limits at the time of its original release, it you know they worked with what they had. Um, just like with the Genesis track behind the lines, we knew we wanted to make it sound massive. We wanted it to sound huge, so that's exactly what we did. We we. Um, we upped the levels of just like layers going on and all of the big dense kind of synth rich sounds and the lushness. You were like, and, we um, have the technology, we, we can rebuild him. <laughs> exactly. And we, yeah, we went to town, rebuild, we did. And we turned it into this 
this big lush thing and um yeah that's that's exactly how that came to be lush rush <laughs> lush rush <laughs> it's beautiful um shelby this is yes. totally okay if you don't want to talk about this at all but would you mind uh talking about what it's like being a trans artist in the prog scene it's all good i've yeah no qualms at all all right awesome i just, just wanted to make sure um I was wondering how being a trans artist in the prog scene has influenced how this album came together. Ooh, that's an interesting question because <laughs> I remember being very distinctly aware of the fact that this album was put together over over, over a very long period, right? Mm -hmm. um, like some of these tracks date right back to when we were doing the isolation gigs, especially our cover of The Good Doctor by Haken. And some of those were more recent, like Because of You, um, the Kevin Gilbert Giraffe cover. And I knew that how I was approaching my singing was ever so slightly changing. And for most people, it's probably subtle enough that no one's really going to care or notice or anything. You know, it's not going to be an obvious difference. But for me, as I listen through each the, each of the tracks, I it's just like it's actually kind of jarring and like really obvious to me how my approach to vocals changed so much within that kind of twelve month period. And um, actually, it would have been longer than twelve months, I think. But either way, it was a long a long period of time, and um, that definitely had an interesting it, it 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 did a job of like very much bookmarking a very specific period of my life depending on which track i focus on mm -hmm. like i can listen to sorted pink's fu and i could be like yep i remember when like that was the track that i was trying my best to like be a little bit more fan with my vocals for the very first time <laughs> and like things like that so but it's all early days still, so again, I, I know it's very hard to kind of tell the differences for anyone who's just listening casually, but for me it's very much a, a personal, like, thing. <laughs> it's kind of cool, it's like a little journal of your Yeah, yeah, journal, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah that, that's what I was, I was going to comment on too, it, it's like, it, it, it would be very interesting sort of looking back at uh, like through those recordings, your your time through this transition is kind of chronicled, like over yeah. over the album. Because like so much happened over the last year for me. Like, you know, the last year was when I began things like uh, hor hormone replacement therapy and all of my clinical stuff, and started to see doctors and and go through all of the pathways. And like a lot was happening for me in my personal life. So meanwhile. On, like in the public eye, we had all of these other Kairos things going on with people being none the wiser as to what I was getting up to behind closed doors. We were getting on with the isolation gigs, which was very much a visual like thing. And um, again, I, I can look back at those things and be like, wow, I, I kind of look different because hormones hadn't happened yet. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting time. I was reading that your fan base has been really supportive of everything too. Have you? What have you found? Yeah, no, I, I, I feel like I couldn't have asked for a more supportive response. It has been absolutely 
just incredible from day one. And I, I always, like everyone has anxieties coming out. Like that's just, of course you're gonna have anxieties. Yeah. But one of the things that really played on my mind was the fact that the prog scene is, um, you know, it, it has a reputation for sort of having an, an older generation in it as well, especially mm -hmm. in, like over here in the UK. And um, I wasn't entirely sure how those people especially would react, but no, it's been great. It's honestly been great. And um, I think that really came to a head on the tour that we just did, like seeing everyone be so supportive and it was just, yeah, it's been absolutely fantastic. And for, for the most part, if it's not just a matter of just like everyone being super positive and super supportive, for the most part, nothing's changed, you know? We've just carried on doing what we've wanted to do with all of the music and getting stuff out there. And we've got our community, our Discord community, and they've been powering on. And it's just like, everyone has just been just like, oh, okay, anyways, carry on. <laughs> it's been great. It's been really interesting to see how, like, even over the last five years, the the prog scene has sort of changed, especially in like prog metal, because uh, like it, it feels like a lot more of a younger generation is coming on, and like yeah, yeah again, like even five ten years ago is like ninety nine percent just white dudes, and <laughs> and uh, just to see this shift of like there's more females coming in, there's more like LGBTQ plus uh, mm. community that is coming into the prog scene, and overall like. Uh, it, it seems like Prague is being fairly uh, accepting of of all these changes and moving forward and and uh, and just yeah accepting people for who they are. Yeah, I mean, you'd like to think that that would just be the reality of it, right? Because obviously, progressive the, the nature of progressive music yeah. is to be open minded <laughs> and to embrace change and embrace the new. And um, yeah, I, I would say that. My experience has definitely been very positive and I know representation for me played a, a massive part in like me feeling confident enough to come out and um, you know I gotta give a shout out to people like Ali from Flummox who is another um, trans musician and she like she began her transition very much in the public eye as well and I knew when it came to me like having to piece together or how to like how to how to come out and how to make this all work and how how am I going to go about doing this she she was really instrumental in just being like someone to speak to to give advice oh, that's amazing i'm so happy to hear that you had support not only from your existing fan base but also from other artists who went through the same thing as you and thank you so much for sharing with us i really appreciate it it's all good you're very welcome uh what inspired you guys to make a prog cover album? Like, it, it's not a common thing at all. Like, I can't <laughs> think of uh, another album that is, like, a, a cover album comprised of all, like, mostly prog songs. Hmm. Well, we were doing the isolation gigs in the height of the pandemic where we were just playing. We were essentially cr crafting, like, 40-minute concerts that we would stream on Facebook. And Robin, as Mr. Setlist... Uh, worked out that we had a certain amount of repertoire in the tank to do a certain amount, and we're like, well, what if we did one more that was all covers? So that's how it all started. 
And then once we did that and we had a great time with that, we got Ray involved, we got John involved. It was a whole thing. You can watch it on our YouTube. There were just song, so other songs we wanted to do too that we didn't get the chance to do on that. So we just kind of casually worked on it for another five or six months. Yeah. Added songs. I think as the case with a lot of like things that we do, we all kind of just thought, yeah, why not? Let's just do it. <laughs> <laughs> we have nothing else to do. We can't tour, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we, we had a lot of time on our hands. We came out with an a LP and an EP in the same year. What else are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. And we can put the link yeah. to your YouTube in our episode description. Yes, Ooh. please. That'd be yeah. great. Well, before we start to wrap up here, we have a question from one of our Discord VIP members, if you guys don't mind answering that. Go for yeah. it. That's all good. So this is from Where Sloth, and he says, "If there was one more song that you would add to Recover, what would it be and why?" Oh, that's a tough one because I I feel like we can't like um, understate no one would agree. just how long the <laughs> list was. Like the long list was long. <laughs> it was. You, you can each add what your like next up one would would have been. Oh, okay. Maybe. Mm. I think okay. I. This is something I actually had thought about. I would love to do a cover of Emotion by Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I just, I love that whole album, but like that track specifically, I feel like we could do something really interesting with that and like Kairosize it. So, yeah. <laughs> I want to hear that so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Recover we'll 2. Recover 2. Ooh, yeah. What is it? The punk goes pop when they were doing those albums. It's I didn't somebody do a Carly Rae Jepsen song. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not familiar. I have to check up that. on that. But those were pretty cool. There was definitely like Taylor Swift and and all <laughs> sorts of stuff like that. Nice. And Joey, what song would you add? <laughs> um, the one that's speaking to my mind right now which would have been a different song, definitely, but I'm already working on it for my own purposes. Um, uh, but the one I can think of right off the top of my head is Shamika by Fiona Apple. I think that would be very interesting as a Cairo song because it's very just piano drums, kind of pattery vocals. It'd be a very different approach the way we do it. Yes. I'd love to hear that too. <laughs> Sounds like you guys need to do another cover album. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm not going to rule anything out. <laughs> we got to make the, the real Kairos album first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's get some original stuff out of the way first. Uh, ooh, that's a nice segue into the final question, which is ooh. what plans do you have going forward from here and where can people find you? Ooh, well, uh, we've just come off the back of a UK tour, which has been like this big thing that has been all-encompassing for the last while like all of the prep that we've had to do for this tour has been keeping us very busy so now that this tour is out the way it's like okay right let's let's do it now let's go focus on the next album so that's it feels like that's very much the case now i think we've basically all agreed that it's time to get on with the next album <laughs> we've got a lot of stuff already yeah we've we've got a hell of a lot of stuff. It's actually kind of <laughs> ridiculous, but um, yeah, it's it's happening. It's it's very much happening. That tends to be how things 
happen is like yeah. while you're you're writing other stuff you get just so many ideas built up and it it's just like there's a backlog of files and <laughs> that you can put together for like almost a whole other album yeah well i think like it, this time especially has been quite interesting because of the pandemic i i know personally i had a lot of time to just be like okay yeah i'm going to work on five different tracks um simultaneously and just kind of go for it and in the past what i would usually do is i would spread that out over a very long period of time in fact we've actually been quite guilty of maybe going too far with that and spreading that out over like multiple years but this time i think we've um uh for both myself and joey we've managed to do quite a lot of writing in the last year especially um so much so that i feel like for the first time we actually have a surplus Mm-hmm. Like we're going to actually have to figure out what to do with and like how to approach this. Um, yeah, because album. Basically, every other every other album, it's been like there's always been those few songs that are actually way older than the other ones that just never got used, so they're on this one now. Whereas this one, everything is pretty fresh. Everything is pretty like written for this album compared to the last few. Mm. Feels very current. Instead yeah, of just finally getting that thing out that you wrote 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. And where can people find you? Uh, you mentioned so you your YouTube. Find us. Yes, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on all of the usual streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple Music and Tidal, Deezer, etc., etc. Um, we're on all of the socials. Instagram. Uh, so that's at Kairos Official. And Twitter at Kairos UK, and Facebook. Um, yep, just just search for Kairos. Uh, yeah, we've Discord. Um, Discord. Yes, we cannot ne- neglect our Discord because we have an amazing Discord community. Feel free to to hop on in. It's just uh, Discord.gg/Kairos. So um, yeah, we have a thriving community of over two hundred people at this point. I think. And we do weekly Jackbox games on Saturday. We're actually doing one tonight. That's so fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's been great. Yeah, it's been fantastic. So feel free to hop on in. I love Jackbox games. <laughs> Tonight's your night, then. <laughs> Tonight's your night, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both for coming on and talking to us. No problem. You're very welcome. We would like to thank you so much for listening to this edition of Spotlight. If you enjoyed the episode or learned something new, please subscribe. If you'd like to hear more interviews and get more prog rock content, you can become a special Prognotes patron at patreon.com prognotes. Also, come join our Discord community, a chat room for all prog rock fans and fans of the show. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. All of these links are in this episode's description. Join us next time as we discover the past, present, and future of prog rock. Destin and Drew will be back with another episode on the 15th. See you on Discord. Thank you. Thank you.